So if I ask each of you right now to pull out your cell phones and call this number, 877-227-4669, you might be a little hesitant to do so. And my guess is that you wouldn't know who to expect on the other end of that line. On the other hand, if I were to ask you to dial 877-CASH-NOW, then a lot of you could not only dial that number confidently, but you would hum a catchy jingle in the process. Several years ago, the financial service company J.G. Wentworth made this number popular through a series of commercials that went viral and remain popular to this day. The folks at J.G. Wentworth weren't trying to sell you any product in particular. Instead, they were selling you a service. If you have been awarded a large cash settlement through some sort of litigation or lottery, it might take several months for that full sum to be delivered to you, sometimes even years. J.G. Wentworth, however, was banking on consumers not being able to wait that long. For a fee, they would give you a portion of your settlement right away so that you would not have to wait. When you are promised something really, really good, sometimes it's hard to sit around and wait for it. If you think it's hard to wait 18 months on a cash payout, imagine what it must be like to be told that you have to wait until the next life for the promises that the Incarnation brings. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Each year, the church begins its liturgical calendar with a celebration of what is promised to us through the Incarnation, through the birth of Jesus. In the first week of Advent, we light a candle to celebrate the promise of hope. The third week, which is represented by the pink candle on the Advent wreath, symbolizes the joy that comes through the birth of Christ. In the fourth week, love takes center stage. This week, though, we light a candle for peace. Now, Advent is sometimes called the season of waiting, waiting for Christmas and the Incarnation. This can be a little bit misleading, though. A better description would be that Advent is a season of prayer, penance, and sacrifice, a season of preparation. The season is not about waiting for something to be given to us. The season is about anticipation. The season is about preparing ourselves to receive the gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love. The season is about preparing ourselves to be instruments of that same hope, peace, joy, and love. Now, the urgency of this season is evident in this morning's reading from the Gospel of Matthew. When we find John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness, his message isn't, the kingdom of God is going to be here someday, so let's all just sit back and wait for it. No. The message of John the Baptist is quite clear and quite urgent. The kingdom of God is near, and it is up to us to prepare the way. And while John's message always points to the kingdom of God that is coming. 
The lectionary isn't always quite as predictable. Now we may appoint messages of hope, peace, love, and joy to these candles, but the lectionary does not always abide by our suggestions. For instance, today's reading from Paul and his letter to the Romans speaks clearly of hope, which was promised, which was the promise that we assigned last week's candle to. Luckily for us, the readings today offer a blueprint for the peace which has been the promise of God to his people since before even his first covenant with Abraham. Paul even gets in on the act, drawing back around to peace and joy at the close of his letter. In Isaiah and in Psalm 72, we are given a vision of the ultimate peace which God desires for all mankind. This is the peace that will ensure the longevity of his kingdom. This is the peace that will unite all of us as one. He shall not judge by what, he's, what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall defend the needy among the people. He shall rescue the poor and crush the oppressor. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. This is a peace that is so revolutionary that it will shake our very notions of what is possible. Even violence that seems preordained by nature and completely inevitable will be wiped away by this peace. And if this is possible, then how much easier will it be to do away with the unnatural and unnecessary violence that we inflict on each other and on ourselves in the name of greed, jealousy, and hatred? It doesn't take long, though, to realize that such a peace is not quite here yet. Not when there is so much injustice and cruelty in the world around us. Too long the church and the people of God have been content to wait on the kingdom instead of preparing the way for the kingdom. Our waiting has too often become tolerance of that which we should never tolerate. So how is it that we move from our current state to this grand vision of universal peace? We start by opening our doors. Peace cannot reach from this altar to halfway around the globe if it can't even extend to the ones that we see each and every day. What we hear from Paul today are his closing words to the church in Rome. This is his thematic summary of the entire letter. This is his call for a community committed to the peace which Christ offered to each of us. Welcome one another as Christ welcomed you. Christ came to you as a servant, so you should reach out to your brothers and sisters in that same spirit of service. The peace that was offered through Christ is the same peace that was promised through the prophets like Isaiah. Once again, Unfortunately, the signs of this peace are not always present. We always seem to be at odds with one another. 
from elections to religion to racism to bigotry, and our communities seem built on a divided foundation. So then how do we achieve peace in our communities? To do that, we must first find peace within our own lives. Sometimes what we need is a peace that just shuts up the voices in our heads long enough to make it through the day. The formula for for this is found in the words of John the Baptist. Repent and bear fruit worthy of repentance. Put aside the things that stand between you and the love of God and the things that stand between us and the love of our neighbors. Let go of the possessions that we hold more closely than those in need. Let go of the borders that we erect to keep others on the outside. Let go of the labels and the judgments that we use to push others aside. Let go of the things that fill the void that only the love and grace of God could ever fill. Let go of these things and let these things be burned away like chaff away from the wheat so that all that is left is fruit worthy of repentance. Then we can make way for hope, love, and joy. Then we can truly have peace in our lives. Then we can live in peace with our brothers and sisters next door. Then the righteous shall flourish, and there shall be an abundance of peace until the moon shall be no more. The kingdom of God is near in every single breath we take. All that we have to do is make room for it. Amen.